welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Good evening. It's wonderful to have you with me this evening, and I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have because there's definitely a quickening and energy of this time in 2012 where more and more people are awakening or at least stepping into the space where they can awaken. And sometimes it requires certain steps. Sometimes it just requires us to be a little more open and surrendered. But what's most important right now that I want everyone to know is you don't have to be the guru. You don't have to be the person that goes up on the mountain. You don't even need to go follow anyone at this time to really find your awakening. This is something that you can do. And I'm excited to have my guest today, Howard Falco, on because he's a gentleman that has lived this experience and truly expresses it in a way that it comes across as such truth, very simplistic but beautiful way that you can start to develop yourself and understand how to tap into your own I am presence, which is there. This is about the power of discovering who you really are. I am presents a powerful and astonishing new perspective on the relationship between you and the world around you offering a deeply liberating look at the nature of who you are and the life you are truly capable of experiencing. We all have been living the life that we want. Now it is time to live the life that life wants us to have. Uh, Howard Falco uh, is a spiritual teacher, speaker, and counselor specializing in the creative power of the mind, and he's also the founder of TruthSerum.net. I'm really, really excited to have him here and have this conversation because I believe that the book I Am will help you to trace the process by which you create and experience your life. And as you become more aware of the degree to which you create that experience of life subconsciously, you'll be guided toward claiming more of an innate power to create and determine your experience of life consciously, and that's what it's all about. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Howard Falco. Welcome, Howard. Well, thank you. It is um, wonderful to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Well, this is a great, great book. I have to say, when you go through it, it really allows a person to get the nuggets. Um, they're simple nuggets, but yet sometimes it's those very simple pieces that we have the hardest time grasping or that have the hardest time letting ourselves become aware of. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would totally agree with that. And uh, a lot of that has to do with really a state of readiness. That's really the key uh, to something that can seem so simple but yet be kept away from us. Well, now a lot of people are going to say, but I am ready. I've been ready. I've been working. I've been meditating. I've been walking. I've been trying. I've been praying. I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do. You know, what what readiness is it that I have to take place in for this to really happen for me? Yeah, well, I think one of the big things to really accept in life is that the truth is always self-evident. So you may have thought you were ready. You may have thought all the conditions were there for you to break into a new awareness, but the truth will always tell you where you're at. Now, that is not a bad thing. It's just something that needs to be accepted for you to move further. Um, so because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen in the next instant. And, and as a matter of fact, it's the reason that these words are coming in right now to anybody's ears who are listening because another condition is being presented that will ultimately lead to it. Um, what I realized on my journey is that it wasn't one thing that caused this great awakening. Everybody, 
well, many people come to me and ask me, you know, what, what's the one thing? And it really isn't one thing. It, it was a collection of things that built up through my entire life and all the questions that I asked and all the yearning that I had and all the conditions. And it led to an event where the last, as I say it, the last feather sort of fell down onto the camel's back. It wasn't even a straw. It was just the last feather, which caused the breakthrough. So everything that you're going through at every moment in life is always serving you in what your intention is, only to the pace that you're ready to have it, though. And I love one of the lines in your book, and it is, the universe is always open. It was I who had to open to the universe. That's right. Um, it's always, we, we've heard this, and it's probably a frustrating thing to hear, is that it's, it's right here, right now. There's nowhere to go, no place to be. It's right here, right now. But there couldn't be a more truer statement. It is all here, right now. And it's about us taking down the walls or allowing ourselves to expand enough to experience it, to allow that information. Because as I say, that information is going to change the way that you look at yourself and the world around you. And we sometimes fight so hard just to gain control over the awareness that we do have and the life we are living that to um, embrace any sort of change that will that will shake that up a bit, we sort of put the hand up and say, wait, let me pace this at something that's tolerable for me. Um, but the the function that, that equates to this happening quicker is really your will, your desire, and, and your yearning to really have it. Um, I remember there's an old story, a Zen story, um, where a student's talking to his master and he says, Master, when, when will I have enlightenment? When will I experience this great awakening and knowing? And he kept bothering the master and one day they were standing next to a pond and the master finally had had enough and he took the student's head and he pushed it underwater and he held it there and the student struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and finally at the last moment before the student was about to pass out, he let his head up and he drew in this huge, deep breath into his lungs to try and gain back his, his air so that he could live. And when he calmed down, he said, when you want it as bad as you wanted that breath, it will be there. So that's you know, really what found, it takes. Um, yeah, and I have found that the veils that exist, it's not that anyone has placed veils here for us to have to move through and disappear. We are the ones that have placed the veils around ourselves. And when we get to that awareness of, of letting go of the control and, and lifting ourselves out of our own fog, then we are open and available for all of that information to come very clearly. Right. I think, I think you're exactly right. I just think it's important to realize that it, it, we didn't do anything wrong, that we were putting up the veil for our own protection based on the only way we knew how to survive in life. And, and the reason that's important is so that there isn't any guilt, any shame, or any regret about anything that's been done, um, which is a big key to this, because self-love is a big part of being, uh, having uh, the faith to open up to the information and, and have less fear of doing so. So it's important to realize that whatever veils were there were absolutely perfect for your particular path um, and where you've been to, just to get you to this very moment. I really love an analogy that you have in your book, I Am the Power of Discovering Who You Really Are is the title. I love the analogy of self-inquiry inquiry with a car ownership, and I'd love for you to share that with the audience because I think it gives a really palpable method of seeing what self-inquiry is all about. Sure. Um, the analogy I use is that your car is like, uh, the analogy to life is that the car is your vehicle that allows you to drive and go anywhere you want, um, to experience whatever you want. However, if you don't know how to drive your car or you don't know how the car operates, 
um, you're not going to be able to drive it very well, and you're not going to be able to get to where you want to get to. On top of that, if the car breaks down, you're always going to be at the mercy of someone else to try and help fix it so that you can get back on the road. But if you knew how to operate your vehicle, if you knew it from the inside out, every single component of it, how to drive it at the right speeds and, and uh, have the tires warm for the right temperature on turns and, and know how every part of the engine works and know what parts go where and what to do to fix it, you would never, ever be stuck and you would always be able to get to exactly where you want to go in the quickest amount of time. Well, that's the analogy to understanding who you are and understanding how your life has completely unfolded. Once you see it, how you have created it all, whether it's been unconscious or conscious, now you know what you need to do to create the conditions for what you want to experience next. And it sort of collapses time for you as it relates to getting there. That's wonderful. I love that analogy. You also talk about that we're energy and intention has combined with energy to form matter. I've, I've not read it or heard it in that particular way. I know that we're all energy. I know that that's what everyone talks about, and I know how important intention is. But it is the intention combined with that energy that has actually created our form. That's right, and it's for every other form that exists in the world. This is a big theme of the book that runs through the, the whole course of from beginning to end, and it's really important to understand this because as you can understand how energy works, you, you understand how life unfolds. So uh, what your intention is coming from those words, I am, are setting the frequency of your energy in all of your thoughts, all of your feelings, and all of your actions that create all of the conditions that give you the validation of those I am statements. No different than the apple tree or the rock or the uh, cheetah. Everything has a sense of I am within it that is self-evident through the expression of what it is and how that energy has unfolded um, over the course of millions of years, billions of years, to be what it is. And it's no different for us as humans. So we are just the current manifestation of consciousness unfolding itself through the use of energy um, on its way to, well, infinity. So a little bit of a more deeper esoteric way to express it, but the idea is that we are now becoming conscious of how our energy gets distributed within the world, which allows us to experience what we experience back. And that lets us also understand and honor the fact that everything that exists, the rock has an intention for why it's here. The tree has an intention. The dog that's in our life, the people that are in our life, the experiences that are in our life, everything has an intention that is creating its own manifestation and experience. That's right. I use a simple example in the book. If you think a rock doesn't have an intention to be a rock, try and pick one up and just break it in half. You'll find out that there's a threshold of tolerance of I am that the rock is saying, you know, this is, this is how much I'm going to hold on to what I am. I mean, not in the consciousness that we think of it as human beings, of course, but as itself as the rock expressing itself as that particular color, shade, texture, density, um, those atoms, molecules, electrons, protons, and neutrons that are spinning are resonating out a certain um, identification with what it is. You are a separate individual with a name, a personality, relationships, and a history. From another perspective, at the most fundamental level, you are made up of the same energy as everything in the universe and therefore connected to it all. As you embrace more of this realization of connectedness, more of the perfection and purpose of things in your life begin to surface. 
It is the acknowledgement of moment-to-moment perfection that inspires you to effortlessly integrate with all of the life around you on the path to your truest dreams and desires. These are words from the powerful book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are, by author, spiritual teacher, and speaker, Howard Falco. You can connect to him at howardfalco.com. That's Howard, F-A-L-C-O.com. And you can find out more about the book at www.thebookiam.com. We'll be right back with Howard Falco. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I invite you to go visit 1111mag.com and access the free gifted 1111 magazine. Current and all archived issues are gifted freely to humanity to support your own personal pathway of self-inquiry and personal realization. So definitely access the magazine. It is a beautiful mix of interviews and articles from amazing teachers, speakers, authors, and change agents of our time. My guest tonight, Howard Falco, has an upcoming article in the next issue soon to be released, the May-June 2012 issue, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful article that he has written and submitted as well. So definitely access that um, as well as, as dive into this archive over and over again because you're going to find different nuggets along the way. Intention has combined with energy to form matter into endless number of structures, systems, and patterns in the universe, stars and planets, and in fact, in entire solar systems and galaxies have all been formed by constant force of energy into matter. Each of these forms is unique. Intention and energy also created you. This is the book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. Again, the author is Howard Falco, and you can find out more about Howard at howardfalco.com and more about the book at thebookiam.com. Howard, welcome back. There's another paragraph that I really love in your book, and it says, The less you claim of the power you have to create your life, 
the more easily you will be manipulated or will submit to the creative power and energy from the people around you. If you are not consciously creating your own path, others, your significant other, boss, kids, strangers, political and religious leaders, or someone or something else will decide your path for you. Now more than ever, I think a lot of people are noticing the angst around certain situations or how certain events are going on in our life um, socially and culturally, but then also just within relationships in their life. So this is a really powerful paragraph of understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with the, the path of um, awakening or realizing um, that you have control over you, your life, there is also an awakening to what has controlled your life, which is causing a lot of that angst. And um, there's sort of a tiredness with it um, as we're on that precipice of going more towards the spectrum of taking control. So while we're in the middle ground, there's sort of, uh, on one hand, uh, the fear of moving forward, but yet not being able to go back anymore. So I think that's where a lot of people are today as this new information is making its way um, across the United States and across the globe, actually. So Now, I've always believed that we are experience experiencing itself, and you write in the book, Life is an Endless Stream of Experience. Talk a little bit about that in relation to um, this claiming of power so that we do create uh, our life and our, our power in, in a greater way. Sure. Well, our experience is tolerated until it isn't. And when we cross that threshold of tolerance, um, we look for the information that's going to help us to change, to empower ourselves more. And that's why there's no coincidence that so much of this material is now coming out. It's in relationship to the greater consciousness's cry for new information that will empower them. Um, So I think that's a beautiful way to express how life is always answering us, Um, sometimes through our greatest suffering, sometimes through our greatest joys. But nonetheless, what I have discovered is that life is here to serve you on your journey. And the more you realize that, the less you resist the things that are going on in your life, the struggles that you're having, the more you open to see what is being offered through that struggle as it relates to your personal development, your understanding of the nature of who you are. And really what it has to do with Simran is breaking up old limits, expanding those into more possibility so that you can see more possibility, you can believe in more possibility, and you can take action on more possibility. You know, you said a very powerful thing, and that was that life is here to serve you. Life is here to serve each one of us. Mm-hmm. And I, when I heard that, I thought, but are we serving ourselves? What are we doing to serve ourselves through this experience? Because we're blocking whatever life wants to give us if we're not in service to ourselves as well. Have blocked. We have blocked. We don't know what we're going to do in this moment. So it's it's important to to watch the present tense statement on that. But we may have have blocked. But that's the whole point of this information coming in this very moment, is to offer you a new opportunity of what you can do going forward. So we have always, whether it's been subconscious or conscious, we have always been serving ourselves and what we believe to be true. Always. The question is. What do we intend to experience now, and what do we want to believe is true now? Do the old truths still serve you, or are they creating, or or is is it going to create more of what you don't want? If not, then you have to take a look at some of the ideas you've had about who you have been and see if they still serve you moving forward. 
well, if I have this hard conversation with my boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, or husband, they may leave me, and if they leave me, I won't find anybody else. Is that really true? Maybe you can look at yourself in a different light, one that is more loving, more accepting, and believe more in yourself, where you say, you know what? I am open to the possibility that I will find true love, so I'm going to have this hard conversation. And nine times out of ten, the conversation actually leads to a more beautiful life with the person you're with. But if you're not even willing to have the conversation because of a limiting belief, you're stuck. So let's talk about perception versus self-definition, because I think some of that is perception of how we see others viewing us, how we are viewing the situations. And then when we talk about self-definition, I think that's a little bit of what you were getting into just now. So break all that down. Sure. How you react, how you respond, the people, the places, the events in your life are all being drawn to you by what you believe to be true about your self-definition. You cannot get away from the truth. The truth is always self-evident in your current circumstance, which has all been created only by what you have believed to be true. Whether or not it's been conscious or not, that is what your truth is, what your current situation in life is. Now, here's the good news. The good news is you have created it all, which means you can create it all. So by the realization that you have created it all, no matter how much suffering has been involved, you can see how powerful you've been. Well, you can take those, that, that same process but plug in some new ideas about yourself, be willing to step into a new version of yourself, and life will perfectly respond, just like it always has, to the new beliefs. Now, you cannot fool the universe. They have to be authentic. So for it to be authentic, you really have to dissolve the old beliefs that have, that have been the, the source of the energy that has created your past. And you really have to question those beliefs. You have to challenge it. Am I really not worth you know, what I think I am because of what my mother, my father, my religious leader, my uh, friend told me when I was five, seven, three, fifteen, twenty. Maybe that was just their opinion. Maybe I'm whoever I believe myself to be. Maybe who I was in the past and what I did and how I chose to act, maybe that's not who I am right now. As a matter of fact, it is not who you are right now because the beautiful gift of life is, is that you get to choose who you are right now. So it doesn't matter what's happened to you in the past, ever. All that matters is who you decide to be right now because that's the only thing that's going to set the conditions that life is going to respond to. So the beautiful thing about every moment of life is it's a new moment for a new awakening and a new rebirth. So Howard, some people might be thinking, okay, if I want to change, I want to change all of that right now, what does that pathway look like for a person that really is wanting to make those shifts? I know you said something about asking questions and doing some inquiry, but how does a person make sure that those types of changes integrate fully throughout their body so that it's not just surface questioning, but they've gone deep enough? Well, it's, it's, it's a great question. So the questions have already been asked, and the reason I know that the questions have been asked is because these words would not be entering your ears if you didn't ask the question. This is, just happens to be the form and the shape that the universe is responding to you in this moment. It could be from a million different sources. It just happens to be me and Simran on this conversation right now that the universe has decided or you've decided to open to it. So here comes the information. Here you are being served. Here you are being answered in some way. And you can choose to take some of it or all of it and incorporate it into your being. The next step is how much of this information are you really going to contemplate? How much are you willing to look at yourself and your past without any shame, guilt, or regret 
and see the perfection of it. How much are you willing to allow yourself to love who you are and to be willing to open up your dreams and see that they are achievable as long as you're in tune with the truth of what the conditions are that need to be put in place to achieve those and you have faith in how life unfolds and you're willing to be persistent in it and continually be open to feedback. We block ourselves a lot from the feedback which tells us what components are missing for us to achieve that job, achieve that relationship, uh, achieve that type of money, or whatever it is that we want. Um, so we, we end up blocking it to protect an old belief, but it's not until we open up to see the components that are missing that we start to put all the pieces together. And then comes a point where we have to decide what matters to us for our lives. I, I find that a lot of people are wanting a different life, wanting a new experience, but they're not really clear on what they truly want. That's that's very true. And they're not clear on what they truly want yet because they don't know fully who they are yet. They're still coming out of the shell of operating out of what other people have wanted from them for so long that they don't know what they truly want yet. And what I would suggest to anybody that's in that situation is to just be patient with yourself. As you come to love, respect, and honor yourself more, that true authentic desire that you have that has never been allowed to emerge will begin to take shape and will begin to come out of you. And suddenly, uh, over, you know, over the course of weeks, days, or months, you'll start to realize what it is that you want. But you've been sheltered so long in what other people want, how you've been manipulated by other people through your life, that that barrier hasn't been broken yet. But when you love who you are and you open up to any possibility, it's amazing how you get drawn to something that you never even entertained before because you didn't know. So when we're, when we're deciding what matters, what we're really looking at is what really makes meaning for us in our life. And that might not be what makes meaning to anyone else, but that is what matters to us because it's creating an experience that touches us in a certain way. Exactly is that it? Exactly right. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And that's what life is about. It's about an endless journey to more creative possibility and constantly wanting, constantly pushing the envelope on what's possible and learning more about who we are. But that's what it's all about. Yes, that's exactly right. But it has to be for you. It has to be what lights you up. And again, be patient with yourself. As Again, as you learn to love yourself more, the window of possibility opens more and you start to really embrace those ideas, and one of those millions of new possibilities will light you up. Your purpose, this is another interesting thing I learned. There hasn't been a moment when your purpose has not been fully served. The question is not now if your purpose has been served, because it always has. The question for you now is, how do I choose to have my purpose served now? How do I want to consciously create that purpose to be served now, rather than, unconsciously have it be just because of the whims of other people or, or life itself. Now, one of the statements you have in the book is, your state of mind is always based on your last thought. Mm -hmm. And so when we are in that step of how do we want to be served now, then we also have to look at the state of mind so that we understand where our thoughts need to go or where our inquiry needs to go as well. I'm going to have you answer that one when we come back from this break. Evolution and creation are one and the same. Evolution is simply the measure of the expansion of possibilities that have manifested through creative expression. Creation and evolution are both happening in every moment. The main distinction is that creation is the process and evolution is the term given to the measure of the process. The stage 
to observe this process is where relativity and time come in. Relativity makes the distinction of all things possible and time allows for it to unfold in a way that is observable and experiential. These are words from Howard Falco's book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. It is a wonderful, in-depth, and eye-opening look at the very essence of how each of our lives is created in every single moment. For centuries, humankind has been asking fervent questions about the meaning of life. Howard Falco learns the answers to these questions can ultimately be found in the answer to just one, who am I? In the middle of an ordinary life, Falco, a 35-year-old investment manager with a wife and two children, sought the answer to this penetrating question, and remarkably, this quest led to a sudden and all-encompassing shift in his awareness that revealed more about life and how we create it than he had ever imagined knowing. The result of that is the book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. You can find out more at howardfalco.com, or you can also find out about the book, I Am, at thebookiam.com. We'll be right back with Howard Falco. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. You will know peace of mind when what you believe matches what you experience in the world. If you agree with what you see, you are likely to accept it and have a peaceful or positive feeling. If you disagree with what you are experiencing, you will likely have some resistance and generate a negative feeling. Your interpretation of the event is what shifts the polarity of the energy and state of mind. If reality validates your beliefs, you feel peaceful or positive. If reality invalidates or is in conflict with your beliefs, you feel negative. This is from the book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are, by Howard Falco. He is a spiritual teacher, speaker, and counselor, specializing in the creative power of the mind. And he is um, the the author of the book, I Am, which you can find at the website, thebookiam.com. And you can also connect with him at howardfalco.com. 
com. So welcome back, Howard. I want to talk a little bit about addiction. You know, it, it's it's definitely true that that human beings have uh, had a proclivity to being negative, and we have a proclivity to addiction um, in different forms. We may not acknowledge it, but most of us have some sort of addiction or more than one going on in our lives right now. So why do we have need and addiction in our lives? Sure. Uh, well, this leads to um, what we talked about right before the break, which was our state of mind. And when we cannot find a way to manage our state of mind without alternative means, we look for those means to help elevate our state of mind. And when we find a mean, means excuse me, that helps us to get back to a state of balance or peace or less negativity than before, we will jump on it and we will use it. And what happens is we get accustomed to it working even though it's temporary, which is why it's an addiction, um, and then we don't want to let go of it because we fear if we are without that means to get to a better state of mind, we're going to be in a very, very intolerable state. And the truth is if it wasn't intolerable, we wouldn't be using the addiction to elevate ourselves out of it. So, And then once, once we use the addiction, then there's a whole bunch of biological adjustments that get made. So it's a double whammy. Not only are we afraid of the mental negative state of mind of not, by not using the addiction, but we're also afraid of the biological repercussions for letting go of the addiction. Now, you talk about a lot of different addictions in the book. You talk about money. You talk about codependence, food, sex, different things, and you break it down uh, in regard to that state of mind, in regard to the addiction. Codependence is one that uh, exists in different ways in many different lives, and some are aware of the degrees of codependence that they have, and others are not even aware that that can be a type of addiction. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of walk us through a little bit of a process of how to take an addiction and reframe that state of mind? Sure. Well, codependence is, at, at the very core of it, it's the belief that you can't exist without the other individual. And that's the lie, and that's what creates the suffering and negative state of mind, and that's what creates the addiction then to the person. Because your mind has told you this is the only way for you to feel whole and complete. Probably one of the worst lines in movie history is you complete me. Yeah. <laughs> it was misconstrued, but really you should complete you then you can find the most balanced, healthy relationship possible because you're operating from a state of wholeness uh, rather than something less than that where you're in need, which related to your question of why do we have need, we feel incomplete on the inside. And we feel we need something to make us complete. When the truth is, is that everything in existence is absolutely perfect as it is right now. And it always has been that way. And our journey is really one of that realization. But when we live the lie, when we don't realize that that is the case now, we seek outer means to compensate for that. And so codependence becomes one of those addictions. It's one of those ways where we feel, I can only survive if I have this person in my life. And so when the mind is locked onto that kind of fear that I'm not going to be able to survive without this person, it's extremely powerful. And it causes a whole bunch of chaos as well. Now, Something else is combined with this. Because we don't believe that we're good enough on our own, there's other things that come with codependence, which is an abusive relationship often because we're in need. And because we don't feel we're good enough, our ego is working to satisfy that truth. And the only way it can feel that truth 
is to find someone who's going to prove that we're not good enough by the chaotic nature of the relationship. Absolutely. I want to repeat what you just said. When we have a belief, we create the circumstances to prove to ourselves of that belief. And so when we do feel that we're not good enough, we're going to to attract or bring in that exact type of experience and relationship that will let us tell ourselves again and again, see, you're just not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we'll always be in fear of losing that person because we don't believe we're good enough. Now, as we learn more about the truth of our perfection at the very core, once we learn that, once we embrace information, maybe information that's coming to you right now, and we absorb that into every part of our being, we start to resonate at a different, I want to say level, but a different area of consciousness that sends out a different frequency. We walk with a little bit of a taller step. We tolerate less, and we seek to honor and love ourselves more through our experiences, and thus begins the path of change. I've always believed that ultimately healing could be instantaneous if we just allowed self-acceptance and self-love. We would literally create mental healing, emotional healing, physical healing on all levels. And you write that even in the book. You have a statement that says, true outer beauty emanates from an inner spirit of self-acceptance and self-love. Is that really the core of tapping into that ever-present I am that exists? Well, it, it is. It, tapping into that ever-present, infinite I am that exists is the realization of your perfection and life's perfection in every single moment. That is what life is constantly moving us towards, that great understanding. And that is called the truest level of faith. Because when you can get to that place, when you get to that realization, when you really breathe that in deeply... It is amazing what happens. Limits that were there, certain conditions that life gave you, they just dissolve. And now life serves you with the beauty of your new belief about your own perfection. It starts to send you perfect health, perfect relationships, um, perfect uh, purpose for what you're doing in life. Not that there isn't work. You have to shuffle your feet and do certain things but the opportunities start to come to you in a different way, shape, and form. So when we're stepping into faith, is that really a place where we're no longer in or attached to belief? Is faith leaping way beyond that so that we've let go of every perception, every idea, every construct or dogma that has ever been there, that we step into that openness of I am, or is there a relation between belief and faith? The way that I can explain it is simply this. Faith is the difference between thinking and knowing. Faith is the difference between thinking and knowing. In thinking, there is a hesitation. There is something you're unsure about. When you know it to be true in the deepest part of you, that's true faith. And that is the most powerful state you can ever be in. Now, to get to that place, for me, it was part of it was just looking up and seeing the nakedness of the Milky Way like I had never seen it before in my life for the first time, and knowing that there was a magnificence to this life that was beyond anything I had ever imagined before. That was enough for me to start me on the journey. And then secondarily, when I came to these experiences, It was the ability to see the perfection of life itself and the fact that I am here now, 
right now. I'm here. How can I not trust what has put me in this position, in this place right now, that has breathed life into me? How could I not trust that? And gotten me through everything that I thought I would never get through before, and yet here I am, still standing, or still breathing, or still being able to listen. Or if I'm not able to listen, uh, I'm able to use my fingers to, to read or to hear in that way. But the point is, I'm here. So when we talk about that faith, Howard, why is it... Uh that a person has yet to experience the reality they desire. Because if that faith is that knowing, then there's some disconnect or some pathway of or roadway that still has to be traveled to get to that place of truly knowing. That's exactly right, and that's the purpose of this moment. That's the perfection of this moment. Another one of the million straws that are going on the camel's back are happening right now that are, that are putting together more conditions. So you have to be accepting of what the truth of what is fully without any resistance. Because if you resist where you're at, you're going to resist the information that's telling you what you need to do to get to where you want to go. But if you accept where you're at, and again, the big fear on this is if I accept where I'm at, then I'm not going to get anywhere. No, that's not what I'm saying. Accepting where you're at now is not accepting it to be there tomorrow or the next day. It's just accepting the truth of what is right now so that you can be in the most present state of mind to hear the information that's coming to your ears right now, to see the signs that have maybe been there for months or days or years that finally you allow in, and to be willing to start to make some changes as it relates to how you think about who you are and how you demonstrate that on a daily basis. So when you're looking at your mind and your thoughts and the state of mind that you're in right now, let yourself know that those thoughts rule you no more. Choose to replace them with the following thought by Howard Falco. I take full responsibility for the decisions in my life that have led me to this moment. If I have previously given my power of choice away as a conscious director of my life, I choose to reclaim this power of choice now. I understand that everything I experience has a purpose related to my highest intent. At any given moment, the universe is always showing me what I need to learn and accept to get exactly where I have asked to go. I choose to accept everyone and everything in my experience that allows me to learn the lessons I have brought myself. I understand that everyone is doing the best he or she can in his or her own way for daily survival, just as I am. The book is entitled, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are. You can connect with Howard at howardfalco.com, and you can learn more about the book at thebookiam.com. We'll be right back with Howard Falco. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 
is 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. HowardFalco.com and sign up for his newsletter. Also, take a look at the audios and videos that he's got on his site. There are quite a few podcasts and videos that help you to take in some of these concepts. And it's a wonderful way uh, to connect and really be present with him while he's being present with you. In addition, go to his website, thebookim.com, and you can get your copy of the book and find out more about it. To find out about some uh, upcoming online events, uh, just get on his email list, and I'm sure you'll be notified of the things that are coming up. I know that Howard is going to be hosting an online event in the coming weeks, so definitely take part of that. You cannot lack that which is your essence. However, if you are unaware of what your essence is, out of this misunderstanding and experience the disharmony that results, through the odyssey that is your life, you will eventually come to know that at your core you are complete just as you are. When you've come to this understanding, you will realize that you've always had the love you struggled to get from the world because you are this love. As this state of being, rather than the need this love, you will give the love freely, unconditionally, and endlessly. Love is all that awaits you. In the end, that's what it all is. It's all about love, isn't it? That's exactly right. That is the ultimate conclusion. Um, and I use that word uh, tepidly because there really isn't a conclusion. Uh, but that is really uh, what we're what we're moving more into every single day is more of that understanding. Now, as we're making our new choices, Howard, what is the gentlest and best way to start this inquiry and really allow ourselves to go deep? I know 2012 has a heightened energy of really creating the exact circumstances that we need to truly uh, send us in the direction of love. So how do we do this gently for ourselves and make those choices? Well, again, I think that when you're present to what you're bringing to yourself, in each moment and you're grateful for it that's a great start so whether it's this moment or the moment after uh, this interview ends and you're doing the next things that you're doing if you can remember just to simply be grateful for all that you do have rather than focusing on what you don't have that's a great start the second really important way to continue to move down this path is to take a look at an inventory of the things in your life that you would like to change and the ones that you want to change Take a deep look at them and see how you have been a participant in the construction of these things. Rather than blaming the other person or the other event or whatever it is, take a look at how you have been part of the unfolding to this experience because that will show you what the beliefs are, the beliefs have been that have led you to them. 
it's only when you're able to see what the, the truth, the beliefs that you've held before are or have been that have led you to those experiences that you don't want that you can have the full opportunity to change them. And again, as I mentioned earlier, that process comes when you begin to challenge that belief and plug in a new one, one that's much more empowering. I am capable of finding a very, very loving, harmonious, intimate, beautiful relationship with somebody. Um, I am, am capable of receiving the full love of another human being. I am capable of being valued for my gift in this world, for what I do by somebody, by an employer, or um, by a career or vocation that, I'm, that I would like to have. Those are the type of things that need to be plugged in. Uh, once you discover the true truth that we're running your life, because if you don't have what you desire, one of those truths were in place prior, one of those truths that, that led to it not happening. So in the recipe of transformation and realization of the I am, part of that is the questions involved. Part of that is planting of the new mind seeds and and being the witness to ourselves. Where is the action part? Does that come into the recipe as well, the power of choice and then actually taking action? That's a very interesting question, and it could be one of the most um, powerful things you'll ever realize, is that if any action is forced, it's coming in a forced way because you don't believe it. So the action itself will be automatic once you have the new belief in place. So if you have to force yourself to go to the gym, then you don't believe enough about your health or your physical fitness to want to do it yet. That is the truth. Because if you did, you would jump off the couch. You, would, you wouldn't wait until work ended. You couldn't wait till work ended to get to the gym. I mean, you would be all pumped up and ready to go. Um, if you uh, really believed that you were capable of finding the love of your life, you wouldn't hesitate to put yourself up on any of the sites that, that help you to do that or to take a, an offer from a friend that they want to set you up with someone because you never know what the possibilities would be. But you know what you have to offer and you're willing to try any door that, you know, that opens in, in your direction. Um, those are the type of things that become automatic. So the actions are, sort of, are an automatic outflow from a new truth. Now, here's what's interesting. If you're still hesitant, if you're still scared, if you still don't want to drag yourself to the gym or you don't want to put your resume in the mail or you don't want to go on the job interview or you don't want to pick up the phone to, to, to call this person to, to set up the date, it's evidence that something else is at work, some other limiting belief. That's that's very interesting because so often people think that if they just sit and meditate or they just do the inner work, that the rest of the stuff is just going to happen in their lives. But that's also a form of codependency, and that's a, that's a form of checking out of our own life. And if we do that, there's no possible way to tap into our full I am presence. That's exactly right. The ego is a very, very sneaky thing. And when it's trying to protect an old belief that it's hanging on for dear life for, when you're about to change, it will find any way to distract you. It will say, well, we need to meditate. That's what we'll do it. Or if I just focus on a vibration or a feeling, it'll just come to me. Or if I, um, you know, uh, some of the millions of excuses that stretch time and avoid that truth being changed, the ego will find a way to do it as it's right on the precipice of change. And it will become even more intense 
right around the point where you're about to change. What has been your greatest lesson in the course of creating the book I Am? Well, my greatest lesson in the whole experience um, has been the ultimate love and perfection of life itself, the beauty, the majesty of it all, and and how it's really unfolding. Um, It's been extremely humbling um, to see this on a daily basis. And, And that gives me a tremendous amount of faith as I go through my life. And not that I don't have my own moments, but they're very far and few between, um, as opposed to before. And if you want to know the true heart and the true sentiment of what Howard Falco just said, I'd like to have you close your eyes and take a breath and just sit back for a moment and hear these words that he has written in the book. Just take a deep breath. I am worthy of peace happiness, and every experience I desire. My future is an open book where the only limitations of my experience are the ones I set for myself based on my own self-love. I choose to allow myself the opportunity to achieve my dreams. While I will have new learning experiences along the way, I will succeed because I have learned to fully honor, respect, and have faith in the true love and perfection that I am. This is the book, I Am, The Power of Discovering Who You Really Are, by Howard Falco. Thank you so much, Howard, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I greatly appreciate the work you're doing in the world and this beautiful book that you have gifted to all of us. So definitely go and access the copy at thebookiam.com. Connect with Howard Falco at howardfalco.com, and you can look him up on various social media. Also sign up for his newsletter so that you can find out about the live online event that is going to be taking place in just a few weeks. Next week, we're going to have another great show. I look forward to having you here every single week. If you'd like to listen to the show again, all of the archives are posted two hours after the show, and you can listen to archives of all shows uh, from the beginning that we started in 2009. So definitely take part in all of the archives. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.